0: The program. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is live, Mike. Episode 11 of this new show here on KSL News Radio. I'm grateful to you for uh, giving us a chance, uh, both to the listener and also to our guests. Uh, I'm grateful when we call out the, to say, "Hey, you're an expert on this. We'd like you to to help us understand this story better." As is the case in our next segment, I in the er- earlier portions of this show, talked about two uh, tragic events uh, over the past few days, uh, the second event after the the tragic shooting in Texas was uh, a stabbing. Five of them in fact, at a hol- uh, Hanukkah celebration uh, near New York City. Uh, the gathering for the seventh night of Hanukkah at the home of a rabbi a group of 100 plus folks were there in attendance when a man burst in uh, the front door wielding a machete type uh, knife of sorts and uh, started stabbing and slashing and uh, folks ran for cover. We talked uh, about the great heroism from Joseph Gluck. He uh, took off out one door and then came around to the front door and picked up a coffee table and smashed it into the face of the perpetrator. That perpetrator took off. Uh, He tried to get into a synagogue which was locked. Uh, Joseph Gluck continued Continued to pursue uh, when the perpetrator got into his car to drive away. Gluck uh, called 911 and communicated the the license plate number. And it was not long after that that two officers uh, apprehended the perpetrator before uh, further damage could be done. It was terrible, terrible evil, and it was wonderful heroism uh, which brought it to an end. On the line, I have Dr. J Jacobson the chair of the United Jewish Federation of Utah Task Force on Anti-Semitism, also handles community relations. Uh, Dr. Jacobson, I'm grateful to you for joining us. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances.
1: Uh, thank you for allowing us to be with you.
0: L- let me ask you very basically, uh, what is uh, your and your community's reaction to the, the tragedy uh, which has unfolded over the past little while?
1: Uh, Sadly, we've had a lot of practice generating this reaction. Um, We read or hear suddenly about a targeted attack on a particular community, in this case the Jewish community, by someone who perhaps believes that uh, that community is responsible for some harm that they've experienced. generally a mistaken belief, and uh, then we turn to mourning if there are victims who have died or have been injured, and then, of course, our thoughts turn to what can we do about this, um, and that includes uh, punishing the offenders, but much, much more importantly, trying to change the climate in our country and in parts of the world that enables people to act in this awful, horrific manner.
0: There As we hear described by uh, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio over in New York, they talk about an uptick in this type of uh, anti-Semitic attitudes. Is that replicated here in Utah? Do we see anything like that here?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, There's been an uptick in crimes of violence against minorities throughout the world. And within the category of religion, unfortunately, Jews uh, are the most common target. So we've seen attacks against Jews uh, rise by as much as a hundred percent, uh, over the last four years. Um, unprecedented and really disturbing. I think for anyone who thought that this kind of hatred was over with the end of the Second World War is sadly mistaken.
0: You talked a moment ago about a a cycle of response, that there is certainly some mourning and there's some anger and justice, of course. And then there is uh, the question of what do we do? I have a a press release from your organization which talks about three things, site security, education, and community outreach. Can you talk to us about those three issues?
1: Well, I think uh, the first thing, of course, is, is responding to a crime that's occurred. That's always very important. And in this case, there was uh appropriate reporting follow-up by the police and hopefully there will be a proper trial and if uh Uh, the individual is found guilty, he'll be charged with a hate crime, uh, a very special category of crimes where not just individuals, but members of a group are targeted for no reason other than the fact that they belong to the group. Uh, The next point is security, and I think that incident is actually a very good example. There were people who were armed outside of that facility, but a very determined, aggressive um, individual who is out simply to hurt people, even at risk of their own lives is often not deterred by that security so we certainly advocate security but I don't think we're under the delusion that security always prevents a crime then you mentioned education and I think here in Utah we've been very lucky in the last six months we visited five schools and three school districts talking with leaders about um, harassment and abuse that occurs in schools, it rarely rises to the level of these horrific crimes, but those are the predecessors. And I think if we can make our children aware of these awful, awful incidents and begin to deal with minor uh, offenses of one child to another and teach respect uh, instead of disrespect and hatred, I think we'll all be better off in the future.
0: And community outreach was the last uh, uh, arm of this effort of yours. Uh, What's being done there? And more importantly, how can uh, I and you and I together, as we have this microphone for the next few minutes, how can we help in that effort?
1: Well, I think that uh, parents can encourage their schools um, to implement a curriculum which teaches even very young children how predisposed we are to bias and to objectifying the other how we can come to understand that and actually appreciate the differences uh, that occur in our very diverse society and learning respect and value uh, for the other individual. So parents who have children who have been harassed in school are quick. Uh, to report those incidents to teachers. Uh, if those are rare, it's understandable that schools may be slow to respond. But if all parents ask their teachers to implement curriculum that makes every child aware of the harm they do to others by calling names, or writing offensive symbols on school books or lockers, I think we could see a lot of progress. I I might add we're in a very favorable climate here. Uh, Our county attorney has partnered with us in preparing a booklet we're glad to share, which is how to respond to, how to report uh, crimes of hatred or acts of hatred, and also how to raise children uh, that may recognize those things when they happen and speak up and stand up to prevent them going further.
0: We have about 60 seconds left. I'm going to ask you one last question. Uh, Short of uh, curriculum changes in schools, there are a number of parents uh, today who are asking themselves, how do I explain these tragedies to my children? What guidance would you give them? How would you uh, help them in explaining these tragedies to their children?
1: Well, I think they have to go deep. I think they have to understand their own feelings about these incidents. If they are... Uh, terribly upset because someone was targeted because a member they were a member of a race an ethnic group or a religion I think the parent needs to send the strong message to the child that that's incorrect in a country which prides itself on equality and freedom of religion the other thing parents can do is make an effort to be a role model uh, to um, introduce their children to people of other communities and to befriend them and do things together with them
0: Our guest has been Dr. Jay Jacobson, chair of the United Jewish Federation of Utah Task Force on Anti-Semitism. Also involved heavily in community community relations work sir uh, i'm again uh, i'm sorry that it's under these circumstances we're speaking today as these education and community outreach efforts uh, continue uh, please consider us here on this program inside sources a resource to you if there are ever messages you'd like to get out if there are ever things that you'd like to share uh, please pick up the phone call us and, and consider this uh, a, a friendly place for you to share uh, your message and your efforts
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for being part of the solution and not adding to the
0: problem. All right, sir. Thank you so much, doctor. Uh, In our next segment, uh, we're going to change gears a a little bit. We're going to return to the topic of cursive, cursive handwriting. I've done a little bit of fact-checking, and here in the state of Utah, in fact, it is part of the curriculum. I'm going to read you a little bit of how that came to be next uh, here on Inside... I'm sorry, this is live mic. Boyd hosts Inside Sources, is that right? And I'm Lee, and I host... Okay, got it. Live Mike is the name of this program. It's episode 11. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at the letterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.